Welcome to On the Hard Days, a podcast for mothers seeking community and support from those who get it. What if I told you that you are the best mother for your child? What if I told you that despite all the challenges and hardships parenting brings, you already have within you the tools you need to form a strong, positive connection with your child? My name is Megan Champion, and I'm a mother of three young children. I'm also a longtime elementary school educator. Not long ago, I believed I was a bad mother. I believed I was unable to meet my child's needs. I believed that no one understood what I was going through. Finding myself as a parent changed my life, and now I'm on a mission to empower mothers everywhere. Join me as I unpack parenting challenges I've faced and provide practical strategies and takeaways you can use today. It takes a village to raise a child, but mothers need a village too. On the hard days, support is right here. On the hard days, you are not alone. Welcome back. This is episode four entitled... I don't always enjoy my child. I hemmed and hawed about the title of this. It's like, how do I tell how I really feel and not come across as a terrible mother? And then I remembered that that's the whole reason I started this podcast in the first place. And that's the whole reason I created this community in the first place. It's to avoid that very feeling. If I am worried about judgment and shame, it's going to stop me from working through the struggles that I'm having. So it's important for me to to kind of tune that out. My own self-imposed mom guilt. We all have it, and I'm having it right now, but yet I feel this need to share what's on my heart. So first of all, let me say that I am a real mom, (laughs) like, real-time struggles over here. And I created this whole venture because I wanted other moms to know that they are normal and that what they are feeling is valid and okay and that the struggles that their children have are not their fault. But that kind of makes it sound like I have it all in the bag, like I don't have any issues, I figured it all out, I'm now ready to give advice to everybody else. And that's not the case at all. I've said more than once, but I'll repeat, I am not a parenting expert. I have three degrees and they're all in education. Maybe there's a little, you know, crossover there, but no, I'm not a parenting expert. And up until pretty recently, I didn't even think I was a good mother. So I'm not sharing to put my own spin on what I think you should do with your child. I'm not here for that. I'm here to support via podcast. I'm here to share, to say, hey, you're in this with other people. Like, you're not alone in this matter. Because I thought I was alone. I thought I must be the only person with a child who is the way he is. There's no one else on this planet that has a child like mine. And there's no other mother like me who is missing the ball, you know, who is just totally off the mark on raising him to work through these challenges. It must just be me. It turns out there's many other moms and they have reached out, you know, even in the past couple of weeks. And it's been so 
wonderful for me. It's been healing for me, which again is the whole point. And I hope that I am providing that healing for you. It's about healing. But again, that doesn't mean I have all the answers and I really actually don't have that many at all. I might even go as far as to say I don't have any answers. I have some things we've tried and I have some things that have worked. But when I say things have worked, I mean, it's temporary, right? Everything comes in waves. It's going to come and go. We may try a, a trick that works one week and then the next week it doesn't. And I may feel great like, yes, I nailed that as a mother until a month later when that strategy goes out the window and I'm back to square one that's kind of where we're at here. These are hard kids to raise. These are hard kids to raise, but I'm doing my best. Regardless, the other podcast episodes that I've recorded so far are kind of taking the spin of, hey, I'm out, you know, on the other side now. I've made it through. I have learned so many things about myself and about my son, and now I am just doing so much better. That's true most of the time. But tonight's episode is not (laughs) taking that format. It's taking a totally different format of, hey, I'm struggling over here. Who else is with me? And I'm ready for a good vent. And here's the problem. I don't always enjoy my son. And let me say, you know, I have this moment of like, oh gosh, what if he hears this someday? How am I going to fix this? I've already damaged him. Why? I get all worked up. Maybe I should just close the podcast, shut it down, forget the whole thing. No, I will be happy to tell him and to my other two children, I don't always enjoy any of you. (laughs) Is that bad? No, it's not. I don't always enjoy me. We all need an escape. And This is COVID season. We've been home for months and months and months and months. And it has actually been a life-changing positive experience for me being home with my family 24-7. So in that, you know, I'm very thankful for that piece of this nightmare that has been 2020 and (laughs) partly 2021 so far. But I don't always enjoy my kids. There, I said it. And my son especially with the behaviors that he shows. Now, in the past couple of days, my son has been struggling a little more than usual. The behaviors that I'm seeing right now are nothing new. You know, it's not like something has happened and he's responding accordingly. These are behaviors we have seen since he was a toddler. In fact, they come across as very toddler-like behaviors. He has gone through waves in his years, you know, up and down, you know, we're having a good streak, it's been a rough month, whatever. And maybe that's what's going on now, and we're, we're heading down a, a rough road. I mean, maybe it's, I don't know, I, I can overanalyze. And sometimes I think, yes, there are reasons. Yes, he's stressed. Yes, he doesn't want to go to school. The kindergarten transition, I know I've mentioned, was an absolute nightmare, and so that might have been the reason. But now, right now, you know, sure, the reason might be he's just tired of COVID life. But to be honest with you, we shelter our our kids pretty, pretty strongly, and they don't really know too much of what they're missing. The exception is, you know, occasional play dates and going to museums and I don't even really bring them to the store. 
So that piece is missing, but my children, especially Mr. Seven, are homebodies. Prior to COVID, with the rush of everyday life, rushing off to a practice or to school, he used to say, I just want to stay home with you, which was sweet. And once in a while, we did that. And he and I once sat in pretty much total silence one day, two total introverts who are overstimulated by noise. He was like, he was sick, but he wasn't very sick, but it was enough to need the day off from school. And he and I put on some quiet instrumental music in the background and we colored and it was like the most relaxing day of our lives. He is my child in that way. So he is a homebody. Like he, he's not missing socialization to a point. He also goes to school. So, you know, to be clear, our town has done a great job of putting in some safety protocols. And for the most part, he has been in school five days a week for months. So he is getting that piece. So I, I'm saying I don't know where this is coming from. And I can analyze it to death, but I've learned now over the years that sometimes there isn't really a reason that I'm going to be able to put my finger on and fix. Maybe it's a growth spurt, a mental growth spurt. Maybe it's just just him. It just is. There doesn't have to be a reason, and I don't think there is. But regardless, the behaviors that I'm seeing in the past couple of days are driving me bananas. And he knows it. <laughs> So, gosh, I mean, where do I start? If I had to take all the examples that I'm about to mention to you and roll them up in a package and tie it with a bow, it would all fit under the category of being extremely inflexible. Extremely inflexible. Going with the flow, I mean, that's, those are unheard words for him. Now, once in a while... If he is in the right mood with a full belly and had a good night's sleep and the stars are aligned, he goes with the flow. (laughs) But nine times out of ten, he does not. And now I'm not talking about big changes. I'm not talking about, hey, we had this on our schedule today and now, oops, we're now switching it to something else. Why aren't you handling that well? I'm not talking about that. No child handles that well. No adult does either. But That's not what I'm talking about. I am talking about everyday little moments in which many children, including my other two, may get a little upset or may fuss or may get a little grumpy and then they move on. And that doesn't work for Mr. Seven. And not only that, but with this extreme inflexibility is this maddening quality where he doesn't want to help himself even though he has the answer. And I don't know, that might just be a trigger for me or something. I'm getting, I'm getting real with you all today. I'm, I'm not holding back. I have triggers. One of them is screaming. One of them is roughhousing. I have a few. <laughs> but this one is a refusal to help himself. This is one of my husband's triggers too. So we take turns when this happens, whoever has more patience in that moment trying to handle it. And then we just switch back and forth because neither of us can stand when it's like, hey, what's the problem? Okay, you want to vent about that. Okay, great. I am here to listen. I'm like, I'm not going to offer help if you don't ask for it. I get it. I'm here for a listening ear. And then he'll say, 
well, he'll scream, why aren't you helping me? You're not even doing anything. You're not even listening. You're not even answering. That's not even helpful. It's like, okay, well, here's what you can do. Here's what's helpful. Here's the answer. Do this. I'm not doing that. Okay. That drives me crazy. And it's, it's just been a couple of days of him being in this defiant kind of defensive pushback mood. And he's been rude and, and hurtful to his siblings, especially Miss Seven. And, you know, just rude to us. That's just frustrating because I know that there's so much more to him. And this is what he's putting out. And I don't know how to stop it. So today is not a listen to my advice podcast episode. I have no advice. If you have advice for me, I'd love to hear it. DM me, please, through Instagram. Reach out. I need your advice. How do I handle these moments? Now, let me walk you through a few examples to show you what I mean. (laughs) When he went to bed tonight, I went downstairs and sat on the couch, as I always do for like 10 minutes slash three hours, to just decompress and breathe in total silence. And I took my phone out and I opened the notes app and I decided to make a list of these moments that happened just today, just today. And let's just say I've got a whole screen filled (laughs) and you know, I don't know if writing these things down solidifies in my head, like, yes, my son is struggling, but it also solidifies that I'm struggling. I am struggling with this right now. And that's it. There's no happy ending here. This just is. So let me, let me give you a few examples and then I want your advice. Okay. So let's start with the bane of my existence, Legos. Legos are like a love them and hate them toy. (laughs) Legos have become Mr. Seven's, I would say, favorite toy ever. He has so many. I think I've shown it on Instagram. I should show again. I mean, he has a ridiculous amount. He probably owns all the sets, all, all the Legos. We have them all. And he puts them on a shelf And we also take them down and take them apart and then rebuild them. I actually set up a quote unquote Lego store in my basement because I couldn't, they ran out of shelf space. All three kids love Legos, but Mr. Seven started it and we made a Lego store in the basement. So when they are wanting to do another Lego set, they have to take something off their shelf and take it apart and put it in the box with the instructions. And then they can go to the Lego store and take out something else and they can share each other's and that's going well. Mr. Seven loves Legos, loves them. I mean, really all three kids, they really love Legos. We should buy stock in Legos. We have thousands, thousands and thousands and thousands of Lego pieces. Mr. Seven started a Lego set last night and episode three, which I recorded last night, it, I think I talked about it a little bit. He started a Lego set last night. It was kind of a hard one. I knew it was a hard one too, but he's very good at this. And if he struggles, we'll help him out as best we can. Well, it was bedtime last night 
and he was just getting stuck on something and I was putting them all to bed and it was his turn and he wouldn't come to bed and he doesn't usually fight about it when it's actually time to be tucked in and he wouldn't come and I had to carry him kicking and screaming and he shouts things at me. He, again, he doesn't have the words. Like It's not like he's shouting specific insults. He doesn't even know what a swear is, and I'd like to keep it that way. Thank you very much for now. I know our time is very limited on when that will end. Um, but it's not that. He's just screaming with a tone. It's like, oh, you know, just, you're the worst type of stuff, but screaming. And I took a look at that set, and I was like, I'm not helping you with this set right now. It is bedtime. Plus the set's super hard. It's going to take me a few minutes because I am not an engineer and I'm going to need to like start at step one again. And you're on like 45. So that didn't go over well. This morning, first thing he came down the stairs. Now, by the way, I should back up when I actually put him to bed. Finally, we didn't even really get to enjoy each other's company. He was still thrashing under the sheets and I ended up saying goodnight to him with the light on because he just was, he, he asked for it on. He, he was just a mess. So he went to sleep late and then he got up early and that's, that's no good. So when he got up this morning, he remembered right away and he's like, mommy, you said you're going to help me with these Legos. It's like, yep, yeah, I did. So I get on the floor. It's like the hardest Lego set of all time. I think it's age eight plus, but like, that's just not my jam. I'm looking at it. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. The pieces, they all look the same. Like, I can't tell where he made a mistake. He's way better at this than me. I need daddy. Daddy is an engineer. Daddy also likes Legos. This is not my wheelhouse. Help. Well, that didn't go over well either. And the screaming started this morning at 7.05. And he woke up at 7. And it's like, I don't want to hear this right now. I don't want to hear it. I heard it last night. I'm hearing it this morning. It's first thing in the morning. You're going to wake up your siblings. I tried. I got on the floor. I looked at the directions. I tried. I don't know what I'm doing. We need to wait for daddy. So the screaming began right, right then and there. He's just, you know, I get the disappointment. I understand the disappointment, but the, the screaming nonstop at the top of your lungs just, I don't know, sends anger vibes into my brain. And that's how the day started today. Now, the same Lego set, my husband comes down the stairs and we're sitting at the breakfast table and my husband's also working from home, so he's working on his computer. And Mr. Seven says, Daddy, can you help me? Because Mommy doesn't know what she's doing. <laughs> true, true story. I take no offense to that. And... My husband was in the middle of making Mr. Four an egg sandwich and doing work on his computer and whatever else. And so he said to Mr. Seven, yeah, I can't get on the floor with you right now, but if you bring the directions to me, you know, I can look at it while I'm cooking or whatever. Oh no, that's not what he wanted. And he, you know, it's one thing to say, oh no, you know, please daddy. Like I just, I really want you to come lay on the floor. Come on, please. All of those behaviors, those are normal things. Like, but this isn't what he does. He drops to the floor like you just set him on fire. I can't do that. I can't bring the directions. Ah! And we're like, buddy, you just have to pick up the paper and walk over to daddy. It's like five steps. You got this. I'm not doing that. I can't do this. And so that continues on through breakfast. 
so that was just Legos. And, and we have a lot of Lego issues. It's hard, and he loves them. And he's good at them, but he does get frustrated when things don't get, go wrong, or when things do go wrong, I should say. There was another time today with Legos, and then I'll put the whole Legos thing to rest, where he could not find a piece. And I did go look, and the piece is missing. And he's got this set, and it's like, you know, that's, I totally understand. That's frustrating. You need this piece. But here's the inflexibility again. I look in the tray, and I say, buddy, I don't see that piece. I need that piece. I gotta have the piece. I say, okay, the piece isn't there. What are our options? There are no options. We just need that piece. Okay, that's not working either. All right, next next thing. What can I try? Um, buddy, since you don't have the piece, we have this two, actually, two giant tubs filled with individual Lego pieces that don't go to a specific set. I guarantee it probably fell on the floor at one point, who knows how long ago, and it's in one of those buckets. I would be happy to help you look for it in those buckets. I'm not looking in those buckets. It needs to be in this tray. Okay, but... It's not in the tray. Your options are you don't have the piece or we look for it. No, those aren't the only options, right? So this is, this is how it is trying to talk to him when he's frustrated with something. And it's, it's maddening. I don't even remember how that ended. I think I got up and walked away. And he'll typically shout after me, you know, you're ignoring me. You're not even paying attention. You're not even listening. Oh, God. So... That was Legos. Just today. There were other things that happened today. And, and I'm not, again, I'm not running through this list to tell you how awful my kid is. It is not that. And he's not awful at all. This is him. And there's turmoil in his brain. I imagine our brains, I mean, I know what a brain looks like, but from a kind of an artsy perspective, right? I imagine the inside of my brain having all these colored lines running through it and the lines are straight or maybe they curve a little like subway train paths lines like work with me here for a minute i picture it as just this running signals signal in my head where everything's just working how it should and the lines are just moving and then i imagine mr seven's brain and all the colored lines are tangled in knots in a ball. And I just picture it that way. And it's like, he, he, this isn't about being awful. This isn't about being bad. I don't even believe in that. He is a good kid. But all of the pieces, all those lines that should be straightened out and flowing freely in his head, they're, they're caught up. Something's stopping them. And it gets in his way. He can't get out of his own way. Okay, so that was just Legos. There was another thing. I mean, there's a million things today and every day. <laughs> like, I just, I'm just tired today. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. We're out in the snow, playing nicely. Kids are, um, we have this little stream in our front yard, which I've been putting on my Instagram stories, so you can see it there. But um, cute little stream. It's actually lovely and it's mostly frozen over and the kids the past couple of days been, have been trying to break through. It's not dangerous or anything. It's a really, really tiny stream. And so at one point while we were outside today in the snow, they wanted to try using their little kid hammers. They have these little hammers and we only have two of them. One of them is missing. 
I think, I don't remember, I want to say it's Mr. Sevens that's missing. And he says to Miss Seven, go get the hammers and see if you can find mine. And he talks to her like that all the time. And she does it. She does what he tells her to do. And it drives me crazy. And that's another episode for another day. The twin dynamic, especially with a dominant twin. But I said, no, no, you know, there's, there's two hammers and there's three kids. We're just going to share them. We're just going to have to share them. That's, that's the only choice we have. Okay. They all agree. Miss Seven and Mr. Four go to get the hammers. Fast forward to 45 minutes later when they're all done with them and we're getting ready to go inside. Now, Mr. Seven is already fired up because one of the hammers dropped in the stream and he put his hand into the stream. He was wearing a snow glove to get it. And of course, the snow glove came out totally sopping wet and he took it off and then he had a freezing cold hand and then it was time to go inside. So he was already on edge from that. But Miss Seven was, I don't know what she was doing. She might have already been heading toward the house and Mr. Four grabbed the one of the hammers and I said to Mr. Seven, grab the other hammer. That's not even my hammer. I'm not bringing that hammer in. Right? And it's not even like, hey, mom, I really don't want to do that. It's like zero to 10. No, I'm not bringing that hammer in. And I said, buddy, you didn't bring it out and we shared them and it's your turn. It is your turn to bring that hammer back. You need to bring that back, please. It's like 10 steps to the garage. Just bring the hammer back. No, that's not fair. I'm not doing that. And, you know, again, the same inflexibility and this defiance and this just unwillingness to help, to take one for the team, to be an equal partner, it's a really hard thing for him. And it always has been. Now, I got up and walked away because I just, (laughs) I'm running out of patience today. And he did bring the hammer. If I had stood there, he would have argued with me more and shouted at me and screamed. And I am starting to to learn that in certain instances, it kind of depends on the situation, but walking away gets him to do what it is that I need him to do. But, but not always like it's sometimes it makes him feel very upset, too upset. And, and kind of like the, the waffle story from episode one. So I have to be kind of careful with that, but I was frustrated and I I walked away. He's freezing cold and he's out in the snow with a wet hand and no glove. So if he wants to come in, he knows he has to bring that hammer. And he did. Crisis averted, but I still got yelled at and I'm just, you know, it's just annoying. (laughs) I'm over it. Let's talk about how he woke up this morning. He doesn't sleep in PJs often. He roasts, he gets really hot. He runs hot. And so in the mornings after breakfast, he's cold and would like clothes, which is reasonable. Usually on a school day, you know, I'll be upstairs brushing my teeth. When I come down, I'll open all the kids' curtains and I'll grab their clothes. So I often do give clothes to him. But this time I was in the middle of something, probably eating breakfast myself. I'm cold. I'm cold. I'm so cold. Okay, buddy. Well, you need clothes. Well, you didn't get them for me. I said, no, no, I'm eating breakfast right now. You can, and again, here's here I am with the, you can do this or this with the two options. Maybe he hates the options. Maybe that's the problem and I need to stop giving him options. But either way, I said, you can go upstairs and get your clothes or the laundry basket full of clean clothes I haven't folded and this is like day 17. Just kidding, it's probably like four. Is in the hallway so you can grab clothes out of there. I'm not doing that. I'm not, you you always get me clothes. I don't know. Okay, I'm not getting you close. I guess you're going to be cold. I'm not going to be cold. This is crazy. You always get it for me. So I didn't get him the close. 
eventually. I, I take that back. I did eventually, but it took a while. And I told him that. I said, look, when I go upstairs next, sure, I'll get you clothes, but it could be an hour. You're going to have to wait. And he grumbled and grumbled and grumbled, but I did again kind of move away from that situation. And the next time I went upstairs, I gave him clothes. When he makes his eggs in the morning, he wants to make sure it's a clean pan. If Mr. Four makes his eggs first and, you know, the pan has specks of egg, I'm not, I'm not hand washing the pan between egg cooks. Like, no. And I guess he could, but it actually needs scrubbing. It needs a Brillo pad and I don't mind if he does that, but that's never going to go over well either. So if Mr. Four gets to the, you know, to the pan first and has breakfast first, then Mr. Seven is super upset. The pan's dirty. He needs a certain spatula to use. It needs to be the plastic one that's tan, not the metal one, not the thin wooden one. If the egg yolks, when he opens up the egg, have been even slightly smushed. He's like devastated, but like screaming devastated and demands new eggs. I say no, he's not getting new eggs, but he still, you know, makes his demands known and and screams. So all that happened just today. This afternoon, being a snow day, out of the kindness of my heart, (laughs) I gave them a little screen time and we often don't have screen time because another, that's another episode, but taking away screen time is actually done wonders for Mr. Seven and his mental health. So maybe that's another reason why he's starting to act up. We've had a couple snow days. You know, I've been a little more lax on that. Maybe I need to tighten up there. But either way, they had a little video game time. They don't have, we're not, my husband loves video games, but we're not there and, and just no. But there are a few things we do have, and I don't even know what they were playing, but when they needed to take turns, Mr. Seven can't take turns. Like, Mr. Seven can't share. And it's like, come on, that is a, a preschool thing. You know, we work on that. My other children know how to share. Why He knows how to share, but why can't he share? Why can't he share? It's just frustrating. Refusal to go to bed. If anything drops on the floor from the table, I mean anything, a fork, a napkin, a grape, a french fry, a whatever... Does he go, oops, I dropped my grapes? No, (laughs) he doesn't do that with anything. He screams, screams, like make you jump a mile if you're not paying attention and you're in another room or your back is turned to him. It's like he just got stabbed with a sharp knife. No, he just dropped his napkin. And will he get up and get it? No, you need to get that for me, right? It's instant anger that it dropped, instant anger. You need to get that for me. I'm like, no, not until you use manners. No, I'm not using manners. I'm not saying please. That's too nice. I don't do nice things. right? So I don't know if that necessarily happened today, but it happens all the time. So it might as well have. And there was, you know, some times today that he was hurtful towards his siblings. Like another episode. (laughs) There's lots of things to discuss here in my house, but the twin dynamic and, and hurting his sister's feelings Mr. Seven is gifted. Mr. Seven knows he is smart. He prides himself on that. And and honestly, I have prided him on that too, because there's not much that makes him stand out in this positive way. And being so smart with such a good memory and so science and math based has been a self-esteem boost for him. But in his self-esteem boost, he puts down his sister. If she has a question, how do you spell something or what's the answer to this? He will say to her, how did you not know that? We don't speak to each other like that in this house. That's not, 
He's not getting that from us. It's just the way his brain works. He's literally asking her, how do you not know such a simple thing that I know? And it's hurtful to her. And so she cries and I feel terrible. The whole thing, it's just bad. Or to his brother this morning, Mr. Four was like, I know how to play this, this game. And Mr. Seven's like, you don't know how to play that game. And he was right. Mr. Four is just, you know, trying to be cool with the big kids. And he didn't know how to play, but he's like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. So Mr. Seven says, well, how do you play? Mr. Four explains how he thinks you play. And Mr. Seven goes, yeah, no, that's not how you play. I knew you didn't know how to play. Like, why, why, why must you say those things? So (sighs) Mr. Seven, on days when he is in a mood like this, wants everybody to do everything for him. He wants everybody to bow down to his requests, his demands, his screaming, his inability to share. And if you fight him on that or, you know, push back, he becomes super angry. And it's just hard. It's just hard. It's draining for me. It's draining for my husband. And it's hard for the other two. Miss Seven, gosh, does she love him dearly. And she wants nothing more to make him happy. And she's willing to put aside her own wishes for that. And I work with her and we talk about that. It's going to continue to be a battle in teaching her that she should not put herself down to raise others up. And that's not healthy at all. And gosh, I don't want her to do this down the line with friendships and relationships. And so we've got things to deal with there too. And with Mr. Four, he's a pretty tough little guy and he sticks up for himself. But yet if Mr. Seven starts screaming, he does kind of shake and cower. It's just scary. Okay, so what am I saying here? I am saying that it has been a rough few days. I am saying that my children are my entire being. Like they, there's nothing more. There's nothing. This is it. They're my kids. But we have bad days and we go through hard times. And I know Mr. Seven needs things he has not gotten yet. He needs therapy, but it has to be the right kind and with the right person. And we're in a pandemic and we can't really get out and we're kind of stuck there. And down the line, he may need medication. I I don't know. I don't know. He does receive some uh, kind of informal counseling at school. He does have a couple things in place in school that are there to help him. And they're great, except school's not the problem because he doesn't say a word in school. And this, these aren't issues. But at home they are. So we, we have a lot of growing to do. I don't have the answers. I don't have the answers. So I'm sharing this with you because, mostly because I needed to get this off my chest. And I feel kind of better. I think I do. I feel better. But I still don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. I still don't know how to handle all this. And these aren't new things. What I think I'm going to do is try to spend more quality time solo with each kid, including him. But I want to start with Miss Seven because she often bears the brunt of his anger. And after I do that and spend that quality time with them, and Miss Seven does love to talk and reflect with me, and so I think we need to do a little more of that. But also, here's what I'm doing starting tonight. It is February 1st. I am going to do a little something. I saw this on the Instagrammer in uh, Begin at Home. She's at Begin at Home. And she had the best idea. And I just love it. To help 
me feel better tonight. As soon as I end this recording, I am going to go cut out some construction paper hearts and I'm going to tell each child one way that they are special. And I'm going to tape that heart to their door. And when they wake up in the morning, they're going to see it. And every day from now till Valentine's Day, I'm going to put another heart on their door. And all three children will benefit from this. But Mr. Seven especially, because when he's not yelling at other people, he's beating himself up mentally. And I do endlessly love my children. He is amazing just the way he is. He has big feelings. He has hard feelings. But that does not change my love for him. And nor, you know, if he started becoming, um, I don't know, the exact opposite of this all of a sudden, which I wouldn't even want necessarily. But that wouldn't increase my love either because that's not how a mother's love works. It's fixed. It's just, it's just there. It's never, it's, it's, it can't grow and it can't shrink. It's as big as it could be. So I'm going to do that. That's going to help me because if I have spent the last 37 minutes, it's my longest episode yet, focusing on all of the negative things that my child has done in one day, then I'm going to end this day turning that mindset around. I've vented. I feel better now. So now let's go celebrate. Let's celebrate him. I am going to go celebrate my son and my daughter and my other son. I'm going to celebrate all three of them with specific, personalized ways that they are special. And if it doesn't bring them joy, I think it will. But if it doesn't bring them joy in the morning, it brings me joy. Because I am thinking now, replacing those negative thoughts that I just had, oh, for the last whatever, however many minutes, and I'm replacing them with positive affirmations of love for my children. My children are so special and they are so perfect for me. They are meant to be my kids. I am meant to be their mother. So let's celebrate that relationship. Let's celebrate and strengthen that connection. I'm turning it around tonight. I can't change my son's behaviors. Tomorrow morning may start the same way this morning started, unless I hide those Legos. But I can turn my mindset around right now. And I'm going to. And I'm going to take a picture of those hearts that I put up on those doors. And I will put it in Instagram right after this. And I'm happy to share it with you guys if you want to use this idea. It's good for your mental health. I mean, it's good for mine. I feel better just thinking about this idea. I can't wait to come up with 14 different reasons why I love my children so much and put it on their door for them to see. How special for me to not only be thinking how much I love them and for all those different reasons, but to show them and to tell them and to celebrate them. And that's it. That's it. They are my kids I am meant to be their mother. Tomorrow's a new day. Here we go. I'm so grateful that you joined me today and are supporting my mission of bringing mothers together. You can find me on Instagram at ontheharddays with dots in between each word and on my website ontheharddays.com. I'd also love for you to join our active Facebook group where we talk more specifically about challenges our children are facing at On the Hard Days. And if you haven't already, 
subscribe to this podcast, and leave a review. This will allow even more mothers to find us and join the community. Thank you so much. Thank you.